my parents continue to put up um, just a, a great Christmas lights display every year. Not quite Griswold level, but you know, um, a, a tasteful Griswold uh, <laughs> Christmas lights. Hello, hello, season's greetings, and welcome to the Green Room Door podcast. I'm Dave Trout, and this is the show that loves to go behind the scenes to talk one-on-one with artists so you get to know more about the heart behind the music. And yes, you can hear in my voice, I'm a little under the weather. Uh, I'm actually feeling better than I sound right now, so you'll have to forgive that. But I will try to keep my talking to a minimum. Uh, But yes, everybody loves getting visitors during the holiday season, except... um, yeah, unfortunately, our visitor was a little bit of COVID-19. <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't wish that on anyone. Uh, but we, yeah, we uh, both my wife and I um, uh, tested positive for COVID last week. So um, we're both on the tail end of things. I think this is day number nine for me. And um finally feeling good enough to leave the quarantine of my bedroom and re-quarantine in the home studio so that we could uh, record this podcast for you. So um, I'll I'll try to keep my talking to a minimum so you don't have to bear with my uh, nasally voice, but we have uh, a couple of wonderful interview guests that will be joining us on today's show. And uh, we're talking about brand new Christmas music that was just released this year as well. So in the second half of the show, we'll be talking with husband-wife duo Jonathan and Emily Martin. And then uh, in the beginning here, first half of the show, uh, we're going to be talking with Texas-based singer-songwriter Graham Jones. Uh, And we'll, we'll sort of bookend these conversations with some music so you get to enjoy that. So... Uh, Let's hear a little bit of uh, some music from Graham Jones from his brand new Christmas project called Good News, Great Joy, and then we'll dive into our conversation. Lift your eyes, children of the wise, look into the skies, see if you can spy a star. so excited that Graham Jones is our first guest on today's podcast and uh, Graham thanks for joining us and um, a big uh, congratulations is in order to you not just because of the new album but because of a new arrival in your house making you a first time dad come on yeah thank you thank you so much Uh, it's it's been a really sweet season honestly uh, with with Luke, uh, Luke was born back in August, and um, my wife Bethany and I have just, 
you know, we've definitely had to face a lot of challenges and as all parents do, <laughs> figuring out sleep schedules and feeding rhythms and all that kind of stuff. And during the holidays, um, you know, all that can ramp up with busyness and uh, different plans and trying to, you know, figure out how to keep the same traditions or uh, rhythms and that kind of thing. But honestly, it's been a sweet time. Um, and with the release of the new album and uh, the, the tour, um, it's been fun to be able to take both of them along for several of those shows and just enjoy it together. So it's, it's been really sweet. I'm so happy for you. Nothing like new babies to to just kind of <laughs> change your life forever, right? Um, well, one other big change in your life is a brand new album that you just released, Good News, Great Joy, um, which came out in early November and is on our list of the top six uh, Christmas albums of the year. Um, and I'd love to know, um, it's just is a really ambitious project. So can you tell me a little bit about what creatively inspired the making of it? Yeah, the, you know, the, the whole album really came about, um, about five years ago when a dear friend of mine and I, we sat down together, um, knowing that we had our church's Christmas Eve service coming up. We're both songwriters and members at our church and, I think we were both also in this mindset of really appreciating our church's approach to our, our regular sermon series, which uh, always um, stick in a particular book of the Bible and really walk through that methodically in, in an aim to really understand the whole story of that book and to really get a, a full picture of um, its main purpose and you know not skip out on any details and and yeah, just really dig deeply in, into that. And so we, we wanted to have that same approach as we were thinking about writing songs for um, for our church's Christmas Eve service. We, we wanted to have um, a really uh, close look at the texts that talk about Jesus' birth and really look at, okay, what do what does the Bible say about these characters and, and what does it say about what really happened to them and how, how did they respond to that? And as we looked at Luke's gospel in the first two chapters, we just... Um, we're really taken aback by the combination of of really surprising narrative elements, um, really uh, intentional conversations, and exuberant responses of, of worship from characters like Mary and Zechariah. And so, anyways, yeah, we started looking into that and started writing songs. And so that that first year, we had four songs, uh, and they each had they followed like a message response sort of theme um, that we realized was exactly what uh, what Luke uh, 2.10 says, uh, where the, when the angels tell the shepherds, uh, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. This sort of theme of message, good news and response, great joy. Uh, and so, um, yeah, and then over the years, it, it grew from there. There's a lot of Christmas albums that are focused on the theme of Christ's birth, but still sort of bounce all over the place song-wise and... Uh, and yours doesn't though. Yours um, it kind of has this driven narrative scope. Um, so it's 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 a true concept album. It's uh, it's truly meant to be enjoyed as sort of a continuous listen from start to finish, which I I just really impre- appreciate in this in this day and age. It just that's sort of a unicorn now, <laughs> and I love it. So uh, can you tell me a bit about the? Th- the themes and concepts you really wanted to deliver through these songs. I think a lot of the, the main 
themes and, and sort of core goals for this project came about um, as it developed over time. So after those initial four songs, we, we kept on working on this project uh, because not only were we really enjoying uh, this this story and, and diving into it so deeply, but our, our church was really excited about this project. I mean, they, they really embraced it that first year. And so from there, we kept adding songs year after year and and developing uh, this story in in coordination with with how it develops in Luke one and two, um, putting it together narratively. You know the gaps that we had um, we hadn't written a song yet for uh, in that first year. Eventually, um, I mean, basically, there's a song for every like subheading in in those chapters of 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 the text. And so, what was really neat about that is that what I believe and what we found to be the core themes of that section of scripture really ended up being the main themes for that project. So that, that same idea of um, that's from that, that title that we put to those four songs, you know, five years ago, it, it still rings true that, that each character really does have this opportunity to encounter this uh, good news of Christ and his coming. Uh, they have the chance to anticipate that and to, um, sort of consider in themselves, are, are they going to respond in faith? Are they going to um, lean in to, to what God has promised to do? Um, and then based on that, we get to see what happens to them as Christ shows up on the scene. And there's so many wonderful little details that Luke includes in his storytelling, that, but they all point to, I, I believe they all point to the, the amazing wonder um, that is the incarnation uh, of Christ's coming. And they give us a chance to anticipate that well. Uh, to consider whether or not we have, you know, Mary's kind of faith or uh, even Zechariah's sort of, you know, disciplined faith, the faith that comes after, um, you know, being silent for a time. Um, but wherever we're at, they all invite us to, um, you know, like the shepherds, go and, and see uh, and and worship uh, the, the Christ child. And so all of that, I think, centers around that, that same theme of good news, great joy. So it, it was really neat being able to edit that over the years though so to speak and and what i mean by that is like the the songs themselves uh would be edited by that that central theme not only by the narrative but also by again the the themes that we were seeing come out of this narrative as we were writing these songs about these these characters and and what they went through Uh, and so it was helpful Uh, sometimes i felt like i would write a song and it because of the strength of, of that theme and of the the, narr- the narrative itself, it, you know, I didn't feel like I had to do much. It's like, yeah, that's the song. There it is. Like on the horizon, I think was was a decent example of that. That I, I you know, definitely still a lot of um, typical songwriting editing to go through. But I feel like on the on the horizon is an example of, of a song that really you know settled into that theme of anticipation really well. Um, but. I didn't have to, I didn't have to make anything up, so to speak, because it's all, it's all there. You know, instead I just, I just get to explore that story through the songwriting process and creatively get a chance to sort of retell, um, what was happening in that text. And so, yeah, I, I really like that. Um, so, uh, in the, in the making of process, uh, that you were just talking about, can, can you tell me, I'm sure as a songwriter, you probably have kind of expectations about how certain songs are going to kind of turn out on the album. Uh, Was there any, any songs in the album that, that sort of surprised you that sort of um, just 
ended up maybe in a better place than even what your expectations were? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, on the Horizon, which I, I just talked about, that that song was really, really fun to record um, because I, I'd really enjoyed writing it. I really connected with the themes uh, and the 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 moment when Zechariah is able to speak again after his son John is born. Uh, he then s- sings his own song of, of praise and response uh, at the end of Luke 1, uh, which is the last thing you read before you read about the birth of Jesus in Luke 2. Um, there are just so many really powerful themes there, and I really enjoyed being able to see those um, be able to be captured in uh, the, the recording process. And then um, where On the Horizons landed now, I just am really, really proud of that song. I really enjoy that one. But I, I think, though, um, to answer your question, the one that really surprised me, honestly, was uh, the song Son of David, because uh, that song was really tricky. Over the years, uh, I forget which which year exactly we added that one, um, but it, it was really difficult to know how to capture Joseph's story uh, because Luke doesn't really focus on him, but uh, Matthew and his gospel does focus on, on, on Joseph. And so I felt like I needed to add Joseph's perspective uh, in, in, this, in this project without compromising the, the central focus of, of Luke's telling of the story. And so that was hard in and of itself to, to take another writer's account as source material and yet try to keep it in that same theme. But also the song was just hard. I, I had a lot of different ideas of how to pull off the, the bridge. Um, and we actually performed it differently over the years, um, tried different things. And I, I just, I think because of that, I just wasn't super confident about how it would work. Um, but fast forward to now, and I've, I've just been really pleased to see, uh, not only for myself, how, how the song turned out, and I'm, I'm really proud of of that result, but I think there's been several uh, folks who have said they really connected with that song, seeing Joseph's perspective and um, being able to uh, hear of the hope in the midst of, of that brokenness and questioning. Uh, and so I'm, I'm really pleased with how it turned out. And as a little musical Christmas gift for all of us, at the end of this uh, last question, I want to ask you, um, we're going to listen to the entire song of what you just mentioned, Son of David. Um, so that's coming up here in a few minutes on this podcast. Okay, so uh, before we leave, Graham, I want to know, what are some Christmas traditions that you have or just some of the favorite parts about the season that make this time of year just so special for you? Well, I genuinely love Christmas so much. I grew up loving Christmas um, and it, my love for Christmas has not faltered (laughs) since when I was young. I I feel like um, I, yeah, I just, I just love it. I love Christmas lights uh, even though we live in an apartment, um, I've always got to put some lights out on our little balcony um, because growing up, we always had Christmas lights. At, and my parents continue to put up um, just a, a great Christmas lights display every year. Not quite Griswold level, but, you know, um, a, a tasteful Griswold uh, <laughs> Christmas lights display. Um and uh, let's see, other traditions. We, um, I, I grew up, we always got a real tree. Um uh, every year and um, had a, a lot of fun, uh, you know, putting lights on it and decorating it. And so uh, Bethany and I do that now. Um, even we switch out a chair <laughs> in our little living room, and put it in a back bedroom. So we have room for our, for our, you know, Christmas tree in our apartment. And uh, in fact, every year 
um, for the past several years, we've we've given each other uh, ornaments uh, that are kind of like fun, um, like mementos from the year, so to speak. So they might relate to like a vacation that we went on or um, some particular new movie or even old movie that we really enjoyed. And so uh, like this year, I, I gave her a couple uh, Lord of the Rings uh, ornaments of the uh, leaf of, of Lorien and uh, Aragorn's sword. Um, because it's the you know 20th year after Fellowship of the Ring came out, and so um, yeah, we just we have fun with things like that. I I feel like I could probably talk way too too long about uh, all the different traditions and fun things we do. But suffice to say, we love Christmas and we are excited um, after this uh, this good news, great joy Advent tour. We're excited for some days off and days to enjoy our our tree. Um, uh, our first Christmas with Luke, our son, and um, some days of, of rest. So, Well, you deserve it, and I, I just hope uh, you really enjoy the baby's first Christmas. That's, that is a magical time. Uh, just Merry Christmas to you, Graham. Thank you for uh, being a uh, part of the show today. Um, and before we say goodbye, we want to play uh, the full song, as promised. Here is... Uh, the new one, Son of David, off of the project Good News, Great Joy. Here is Graham Jones. Oh, God, what do I do with this horrible news? What do I do with a girl who is due to give birth months before we are to win? Why me? So long I waited for someone who's right Who tries to live blameless in your sight But now it seems that hopeful dream has died Still I don't want to bring a further shame I need to end this and send her away but I don't know if it's the right thing Is everything that's happening Really happening for a reason Where are you in this brokenness? Will you help this son of David? Son of David, Son of David. Joseph, Son of David, do not fear to wait, young Mary, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Joseph, son of David, do not fear to wait, young Mary, for that which is conceived in her 
God's own will. The ancient prophets' words are now fulfilled for everything that's Beautiful. That is from our special guest, Graham Jones, and his new project, Good News, Great Joy, and the song is Son of David. You can find that on all major music platforms and highly encourage you to. In fact, we'll link to it in the show notes of today's show. Um, and uh, yeah, it's great music for your holiday season. Speaking of, another uh, husband-wife duo that has released a new Christmas album worth checking out is Jonathan and Emily Martin, and they're going to be our interview guest in the second half of the show, so stick around for that. Have you heard the big news? You know, instead of having to really trim down and cut a, a number of things of what we were doing and and shrink the organization which would mean less content for you instead of that um judson university has uh asked to begin a strategic partnership with utr and we are so excited to begin that and uh, it's actually going to help us stay at full strength and offer all of our content like we always have and in fact probably expand in a lot of ways in the years to come but we want to start this partnership well we need some special funding to kind of get the to kind of get things kicked off and off the launching pad you can help do that in fact we even have some special commemorative gifts for your as a thank you for helping out um, it's part of our end of the year build-a-thon campaign so if you could consider a monthly uh, continuous gift or a one-time gift and sign up now through the end of the year, um, all that is tax deductible because uh, we are a 501c3 nonprofit and uh, you can get more information about the campaign at our website, utrmedia.org. Um, it will end up benefiting you and thousands of others because it'll help us to continue to do what we do at full strength. So thank you for your consideration and uh, really, really encouraged by all those who have already participated. Again, the Build-A-Thon campaign is linked in the show notes today and it's on our website, utrmedia.org. Okay, we'll be right back after this. This UTR podcast is sponsored by the 14th Career Studio Album from critically acclaimed songwriter Sarah Groves. I 
makes it through is Sarah Grove's first collection of original songs in six years. Find What Makes It Through by Sarah Groves now on Spotify and all major music platforms. This podcast is sponsored by the latest album from award-winning Canadian songwriter Carolyn Ahrens. Becoming human is hard. It takes a miracle. Recognition by Carolyn Ahrens is a collection of 12 original songs that will speak to both the head and the heart. Find Recognition by Carolyn Ahrens on Spotify and all major music platforms. You've been listening to music all year. What do you think were the best albums? there's some gems you might have missed? Well, buckle up. UTR starts the year with our biggest post. The UTR critics have voted and will soon reveal the top 11 gourmet albums of 2021. Coming January 11th to utrmedia.org. Hey, welcome to the second half of the Green Room Door podcast. I'm Dave Trout, <laughs> a little under the weather, but that's okay. Uh, I'm excited to talk to Jonathan and Emily Martin here on the second half of the show. Uh, before we do, let's take a quick sample listen to a little bit of their new Christmas album, Tell Me the Story. Glad you're tuned in because I think you're in for a treat. Our VIP guest right now is Jonathan and Emily Martin. Guys, thanks for making time to to do this with me. Hello. And uh, man, thank you so much for having us on the podcast. We are really, really excited and really honored. Oh, thanks. Well, as people are becoming more familiar with your music, uh, they, they will poke into the back catalog and see you guys have released several EPs. Um, but this seems like maybe your most ambitious project. It's a full-length, all-original studio album uh, that's Christmas-themed, but uh, all centered around the birth of Christ. So can you tell us just, you know, what 
what kind of inspired your ambitions to go after a project like this? Well, first of all, we've been wanting to do a Christmas album for <laughs> probably several years now. Um, oh, yeah. But the problem is that we always realize that we would really like to put one out, but it's in like January, I mean, not January, June or August, mm-hmm. and that's just way too late <laughs> to start on a that's Christmas album. That's really the time you need to be done with it. And, and start p- promoting it. Yeah. So. So we finally got our act together this past year, last Christmas, and we thought, we are doing this, and we are starting at the beginning of the new year. Yeah. And we actually did it. Yeah, and I would say what inspired it is, um, you know, our heart and passion with our music and our songwriting is that we love taking things that um, God is teaching us in his word, and we love writing songs about it. Um, a lot of people have talked about our songs as kind of being like musical commentaries. I know that you guys, um, as you talked about some of the songs, I mentioned them having a devotional feel, which we really love, um, because that's really where these songs come from. They come from great um, commentaries, great readings, deep readings of God's mm-hmm. word, um, great readings of devotionals that we love. And we just take all of that and, and turn them into what we hope are beautiful songs. Mm-hmm. And through several Christmases of hearing great sermons, diving into great devotionals, reading God's word, um, I've just been inspired by the beauty of God's pursuit of us through Christ. And I've wanted to sit down and, and write some songs about this for a long time. And I know Emily and I both talked about wanting to do that for a while, but this year we finally got started early <laughs> enough, gave ourselves about a full year to really just dive deep into, you know, Christmas or Advent content um, and just kind of soaked ourselves in some rich um, readings of God's word. And then we just started writing songs and finally put out this project. Yes. So, I mean, really the inspiration for this album is just the cultivating of all of these different things that we've been reading in the word. I think it could be fun just to share a couple of our favorite things that we read that inspired things. I went through uh, the She Reads Truth Advent devotional for last year of 2020. And I loved going through that study just because the way that they bring scriptures together, they already bring a bunch of scriptures together from all over the word of God on just different themes. And as a songwriter, I just thought that that was so beautiful because that's what we already really love to do with our songs in general is to really see the big picture um, throughout scripture of who God is and what he's doing um, and to try to capture that in song. And so pretty much all of the songs that I started writing on this album really started from collections of different groups of scriptures in that study. What about you? Yeah, I... uh... I would say I was most inspired by reading through a bunch of Spurgeon sermons, um, especially Spurgeon sermons that he gave during the Christmas Advent season. And uh, there was just a little book. I can't remember what the book is called now, but it had a bunch of his sermons. And so that's what was most inspirational to me as, as I wrote this project. Very nice. Oh, I love those uh, reading examples you shared too. Uh, very practical, helpful stuff. I love it. Well, speaking of um, engaging with the listeners, now that this project, Tell Me the Story, is out everywhere and folks are listening to it and enjoying it, what do you really hope that the listener experiences and walks away with? Our real heart and passion uh, with these songs and with this whole project, and whether that be our concerts or whatever, is that we want... Um, to really focus hearts and minds on the birth, humility, and the mission of Christ. 
And really all three of those things are so important to us because um, I think a lot of times we just kind of glaze over the birth almost as this like mythological tale, you know, um, that we're not really thinking deeply about. But when we take time to really stop and think about the story, it's really amazing, um, mostly because it really highlights the reason why Jesus came to the earth in the first place, which is to um, serve and not necessarily to be served. He makes that really clear to us in Matthew 20 because he just says it flat out, but we can really see that from the very beginning and how Jesus came to us. And then we also see, you know, in the Advent story, just this amazing, wonderful humility of Christ and his willingness to come down so low for us in order to raise us up with him. And it's uh, just a wonderful thing to, to be able to remember over and over again. And then to even just remind ourselves that this is really just the beginning of how low Christ was willing to go for us. We've talked a lot about wonder, and wonder's a very um, popular word around Christmas time, uh, but I feel like it, it can feel a little abstract, and I, I think something that we just kind of kept coming back to, and, and it even made itself, made its way into the lyrics of the song, Tell Me the Story, um, as we're singing about, we want to repeat this story over and over again every year, because we want to awaken the wonder within. That's really as well, I feel like the heart behind so many of these songs is because we want to get a really good look at who Jesus is and how he displays the heart of the Father mm-hmm. and the whole Christmas story, how he came, why he came, what he was headed towards, how he was going to fulfill everything that God had prophesied so that he could bring his children back to himself. We want to see the beauty of this amazingly intricate, impossibly good story and just be in fresh wonder at Christ. Um, so we really hope these songs do that. Mm. Well, if you don't mind, I'd love to know a little bit more about the story and inspiration behind the song, Oh, How We've Longed. I love that you're asking about this song so much because yes. it's honestly probably one of my favorites on the album. And it was also one of my favorite songs to write. And it's one of my favorites because Emily and I both share a really deep love for the fact that the whole Bible is pointing to Jesus. Like every story Mm. um, is pointing to Jesus. And I think we have a love for that because it's not something we actually really knew. Um, I guess growing up, we hadn't heard that very much, even though we both grew up around the church. Um, We had kind of seen the Bible as like all of these individual stories. um, And it's, it's been really cool as adults to learn how Jesus fits in or how really all of these stories are pointing to Jesus. They're really about Jesus and how Jesus coming is a fulfillment of all of the things in the Bible. And so we love that. We're kind of nerdy about it. And that's what I felt like I was trying to do with this song as I wrote it was just kind of walk through the story of God's people and touch on many of the pain points that God's people have felt and we continue to feel and how Jesus's Advent is coming to us is a an answer um it's a response from god to these various pain points that we have whether that be our own sin whether that be our longing for a home and for a sense of um, eternal life um because we all know that death feels wrong it feels like this is not the way things should be and um anyway jesus is god's answer to all of these things Mm. and a longing for redemption from our sin 
Absolutely. I love how in the song you talk about sacrifices and just the blood and the smoke and all of the things that the Israelites were uh, instructed to do for to be right with God. But how Jesus, when he came, it was the beginning of God giving us the perfect lamb. Yeah. And so even just for myself, I, I just love reflecting on that. I like that the song helps me remember and to see um, how Jesus is the answer to all of these things. And that's what I hope that other people get from the song as well. And something I really love about the song is that, you know, whenever we talk about Advent, we're, as believers, we're between two Advents, his first coming and his coming again. And yeah. I loved that, Oh, How We Longed. Um, I love how it comes, like it's the second to last song on the album because it's the clearest um, message uh, in our album of, and now we are, well, the, the, the album really begins and ends that way, but the ending of Oh, How We Longed is talking about now we're looking forward to his coming again, and we're longing for him to make all things right. And the mm-hmm. song ends with, he has come to make all things new. And now as we're celebrating the first advent of Christ, we are longing for his return. And that, I mean, really is a theme throughout the album. But I love that that, that song kind of ends with an echo of, of this gang vocal of, of his people singing he has yeah. come to make all things new. And even in that, it's 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 like a meditation and remembering that that is coming. And that's, even though it's hard right now and we're still longing, we're still walking in a lot of darkness, that that's the promise. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, you know, I think another desire for the song is along what the lines of what Emily is saying is I wanted, a lot of times I feel like we can separate ourselves from the story of God's people in the past. Um, we can think that's, you know, this is an Old Testament story or this is even just a New Testament story. This is a Bible story. And we forget that we are a part of the same story. And yeah. so I wanted a song that put us right in the middle of the same story of longing um, that um, the people of God have felt for all of yeah. time. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, I love it. And I'm so glad you guys love that song too, because um, the reason why I asked about it is uh, that will be the song that we share uh, at the outro of the show. So after we say our uh, final, we got one more question for you, and then we're going to say our goodbyes. And then at the close of the show, we're going to play Oh How We've Longed in its entirety uh, here on the podcast. So stick up, stick around for that little Christmas present for everyone. <laughs> okay, so a last question, um, and I, I, I love this one um, because I think we all have things that we do uh, that are just plain traditions, flat out traditions, and then sometimes they're very, they're like traditions with, uh, with intentionality. And so I'm just kind of curious if you guys have any holiday traditions or just activities that help you guys and your family keep Jesus at the center of the Christmas season? It's really hard to whittle things down. We were talking about this earlier, and I feel like the ones, well, let me first of all start by saying something that I read actually again this morning uh, in a devotional was just talking about um, what it means to celebrate in the Christmas season and just even the meaning of the word celebrate uh, and breaking it apart was just a good reminder that it's it's a 
a combination of remembering and enjoying. Uh, and so in just thinking about our traditions, something that we've done since we have little kids, we have a eight-year-old, three-year-old, and a nine-month-old. Um, so we are loving and have been loving for a few years now the Jesus Storybook Bible, which I mean, so many adults love it. I love it. I can't read it without crying. We go through an, an Advent reading schedule with our kids um, through the month of December, and there's a little ornament that we hang on the tree after each reading. And I just, I love this tradition. It's gotten richer every year as our kids have gotten older. Um, because something that I think Sally Lloyd-Jones does so beautifully in the Jesus Storybook Bible is that and the whole point of her writing is to say every story whispers his name. And so every story from Genesis to uh, where she where she ends things um, is always telling us how Jesus is going to make things right, how he's going to fulfill this promise, how he's going to rescue his people um, and bring the one that he loves back to himself. And, uh, and so... I've loved that uh, as we have walked towards uh, Christmas time uh, to really prepare our hearts for why Jesus needed to come and how, why this is so important and to do what we do when we celebrate, remember um, the story of, of God's people, which is now our story, and then to enjoy uh, together what Christ has done for us. Um, and it's just an enjoyable experience to read that together and to put the ornaments on the tree. And it's so fun with our kids as they get older because Judah, now that he's eight, is starting to understand these connections a little bit more. And so our conversations have been richer. Um, something that we've really loved and I, our whole family has loved is we started a tradition, I don't know, five or six years ago on Christmas Eve uh, where we have been doing a candlelight dinner at home when we get back from our Christmas Eve service. Um, something just kind of fun and random is we get sourdough bread bowls from Panera and we make a soup each year and we enjoy that for dinner because it's yummy and easy and we turn all the lights out and we have dinner by candlelight and read the Christmas story and sing a carol together um, and that's something I love about traditions um, and even just how God has woven that into the rhythm of his people is because it gives us a, a second to really stop and remember to touch and feel and and smell and see um, just the embodiment of so many things that symbolize what God has done for us and just turning the lights off and seeing the candle lights and the lights on the tree, just reminding us that when Christ entered into the world, he, the light of the world, he who was the life and light of men broke into our darkness, uh, at Christmas time when he was born as a baby. And we just love being able to kind of get to see that, uh, with our eyes as we send everybody to bed that night, kind of with just fresh wonder in our hearts and to wake up, you know, with the sun up and be, so excited that the light has come, that he is here, and we get to celebrate and enjoy that together. Ah, oh, that's so sweet. Ah, thanks for sharing. And hey, thank you guys for making time for this podcast. It's, it was a real treat. Thanks, Dave, again for having us. Yes, thank you so much. We're honored. Yes, Jonathan and Emily Martin. Oh, they're so delightful. And you can tell a deep well of creativity and inspiration. Check out their new album, Tell Me the Story. Um, it is available on all streaming platforms and music uh, websites. And we'll link to it in the show notes as well. Um, 
Christmas-wise here at UTR, we've got a few things, our resources for you. Of course, we mentioned the top six Christmas albums of the year, uh, which Tell Me the Story is on that list. Uh, you could check out the list as well as a, 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 the latest Gourmet Music podcast as a countdown of those six albums. So you could check that out. Um, we have our uh, a couple of uh, UTR Friday video playlists. The last two um, are all Christmas music videos. So you could check that out on our YouTube channel and you could even play that on the big screen at home and enjoy some music videos from different Christian artists. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So, um, and, and of course, one of our biggest things is we have uh, our Christmas playlist. It's called uh, Christmas Songs of Faith. You can search that out on uh, the four major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Prime Music, and YouTube Music. It's over 60 songs with 60 different artists, and all the songs point to the birth of Jesus, hopefully to add to the soundtrack for your season. So uh, that's some stuff for you uh, for free. And uh, coming up, we're very excited about the new year, too. Um, Right towards the new year, maybe the last week of December, we're not totally sure here, but somewhere in the near future, we'll be releasing our uh, best music videos of the year and compiled, compiling them all in one place for you to check out. And then our biggest content of the year begins the new year. Uh, yes, our biggest tradition is our UTR panel of critics... Um, releasing our collective list of the best music of 2021. Uh, and we're going to release um, the honorable mentions coming up right after the new year. And then on January 11th, 2022, 1 1 we'll be releasing the top 11 gourmet albums of this last year. And uh, boy, was there a lot of music. It was like drinking from a fire hose. I bet you might have missed a thing or two. Uh, well, our critics might help fill in the gaps and help you uh, help you find some of those gems that need to be known and heard. So uh, we are excited about the critics' picks coming up in January. Um, man, lots of good stuff. Uh, this is the last UTR podcast of this year. Um, so... Uh, you know, we just are thrilled for what's been happening. Um, you know, we thought we were going to have to to kind of ah, just kind of say goodbye to some of the things we were doing and shrink what we were doing. I, I was on the verge of having to get a different job. And, um, and, and here we are now on the cusp of beginning a brand new partnership with Judson University that is going to not only help us stay at full strength, but we are going to be able to grow and thrive and expand in the years ahead in a variety of ways. A lot of it is already seeing the light of day and it's very exciting, um, but we could definitely use your help to get us off the launch pad. Um, you know, I, we don't really make very strong appeals, uh, for money here at UTR and it kind of bites us in the behind because, uh, we tend to skew the other direction, honestly, um, because we see, um, there's some organizations that 
use manipulative language and make you feel guilty or, or just make you feel things you shouldn't when it comes to being charitable and giving. And we tend to just try to keep as, as open hand as possible and say, all right, there's lots of folks we know that you could and should give to. We don't claim that we're at the top of the list, but if UTR could be considered as one of the places that you support and care for, boy, it would knock our socks off. It would mean a lot. And everybody who puts their money where their mouth is, we know that is a vote of confidence. That is maybe the most meaningful act you can make. So um, thank you to everybody who has already stepped up this giving season to give us a year-end gift. Um, If you haven't yet, we would love for you to consider giving before December 31st which is um, not only the end of our campaign, but it's also sort of the end of tax season. I guess all all charitable gifts are tax deductible because uh, we're a 501c3. Uh, We would love to have you consider UTR as one of the places you support. Check out our campaign info. It's linked in our show notes. And uh, that's all we need to say about that. We're really grateful for each and every one of you who are able to help us out. Um... You know, my wife and I just are on the tail end of, of an illness with COVID and uh, we're kind of on the recovery side. We're going to try to rest up and get well, but we just want to wish each and, you, each and all of you a, a happy, a safe, and definitely a very healthy holiday season. Um, we just uh, pray it's a time of blessing and hope for each and every one of you. And we thank you for making us a part of your journey. I'm Dave Trout. UTR Media is a independent, listener-supported nonprofit ministry in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and online at utrmedia.org. Hey, don't go anywhere because we're going to be playing the full-length version of the song, Oh, How We've Longed, from Jonathan and Emily Martin as a special farewell here on this episode of Green Room Door. It's coming up next. Cries in our night, born a king 